There we go. What up, my man? My man, E. Rose. How are you, dude? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I want to welcome everybody to the Tuesday edition of Baseball Today, presented by our good friends over at Dugout Mugs. Uh, I've looked at the weather forecast. First of all, it's not as windy in Los Angeles, which is good because my pool umbrella was blowing all over the place last night. I had to do some serious work with that thing in the dark. And um, we should be good to go in Chicago. So there you go. Good. I'm ready for some baseball. I want to see these Astros and the White Sox square off again. I'm excited about this. Yeah, that'll be fun. That's coming up later today. But let's start with the first team that has arrived safely in the league championship series. That would be the Boston Red Sox, who get a walk-off from Kike Hernandez, the walk-off sack fly. They beat best the Tampa Bay Rays three games to one in their best-of-five series. Uh, what is it that impressed you most about Boston over those four games? Uh, their lineup <clears throat> became magically deep. I think for the, a lot of the year, we're like, they're pretty top-heavy lineup. You know, we know what Devers and Bogarts and J.D. Martinez can do, and then – you know, Kike kind of started hitting, and they got Schwarber. And then if you start looking at their lineup, I mean, last night, J.D. Martinez was hitting, what, sixth? And the guys at the bottom of the lineup, Renfro, Vasquez, these guys started to scare people. You didn't want to pitch to Vasquez last night. Everybody knew he was going to get on in the ninth inning there last night. Uh -huh. Did the job. So I think, like, their ability to stretch that lineup kind of, I mean, at least to me, and, you know, I'm not – watching the Red Sox every day, it seems like that kind of came out of nowhere. And it proved to be the difference maker uh, in the game last night. That and they kind of found two horses to run out there in the pen. Yeah, I think that that's the biggest thing for me is that, you know, every um, pitching decision in the American League, because that's really where most of your strategy comes in the AL. In the NL, there's a lot more in terms of pinch hitting and double switches and all that sort of stuff. But in the AL, it's when do you get your starter out of there? And I thought Alex Cora made the move of the entire postseason in game two. I think it would have been really easy for him to run Chris Sale out there a second inning. But he realized you ain't got it. And he goes to Tanner Hawk, who was phenomenal this year. But to give the ball to a young kid and then what he did over the next five innings to keep that team in that game and allow that offense to buy some time. And then last night with Garrett Whitlock, who I know – was really their best reliever basically start to finish throughout the year. But he came in in the most critical situation. The Rays had come back. They had tied the game. They had the top of their lineup up. They were ready to take the lead and take this series back to Tampa. And he slammed the door shut. So I thought it, that in addition to, you know, using Pavetta in a couple of critical times, he bought time for their relievers in game one, where I think he threw something like 70 pitches out of the pen, then to come back and do what he did with four scoreless in game three. I really thought that Alex Cora pushed all the right buttons. What are they going to do with Pavetta in a seven-game series? Is he going to start games? Yes. He has to, right? It's going to be interesting to see how he handles it through seven games. It's a little bit different than a five-game set. Yep. Pavetta was so good out of the pen giving him those innings. It's just – I'm curious uh, how he gets used. Like, how – like, is – if he goes on a start and he goes four innings and maybe they're up, do they take him out and say, hey, maybe we'll use you the next day or something like that? I'm curious to see how his brain is going to work. But Yankees fans are just crying more tears because they gave away Garrett Whitlock, who looks to be just an absolute star. Yes. Give to uh, me. Yeah, by the way, kudos to Alex Cora. I know that um, you and I really differ on the role of a manager. Uh maybe more so during the regular season than the playoffs. 
but the guy is 15 and four career in the postseason. And if you haven't had a chance, go watch his one-on-one interview with John Paul Morosi at MLB Network. He was in tears. He talked about how he made a terrible mistake when he was with Houston. He paid for it, how it cost his family. He said, it's one thing for me to take the shots. It's another thing for it to wear on my family. And it was a real humanizing interview for a guy who I actually think, despite what happened in Houston, is still pretty respected around the game because of who he is. I mean, he's not like a bad person. He didn't like kill anybody or harm anybody. I mean, maybe harm some careers, which, you know, like that's kind of a big deal. That's, so like, that's he got, and he, and he actually got punished. He did. He got punished. He got, they got welcomed, welcomed back and they were talking to the owner of the Red Sox and some reporter was like, you know, was that a tough decision to bring him back? And, and he's like, no. And they're like, well, people are saying, and he said, we don't listen to those people. They wanted their guy. They went out and got him again. And yeah, he's, he's done a great job. 100%. He has the respect of all those guys in the clubhouse. And guess what? Yep. It matters. Right. Um, and people, what's the number one complaint we've heard about the whole Houston thing? Well, the players didn't get punished. Here's the guy who did. You cannot have it both ways. You can't say, all right, well, those guys didn't get punished, so I'm going to still harbor ill will toward them. But then when a guy gets punished, you, at some point, as humans, we've got to turn the page. He paid his penance. He paid a penalty. If he didn't think it's as stiff as it should have been, then go take it up with the commissioner's office. You know, it wasn't like he chose his own penalty. He sat out an entire year. That can be pretty damaging to a person's oh career. 100. So, yeah, and you know what? All the people talking about, you know, like Cora, you know, shouldn't be in baseball or, you know, still don't respect him enough. Like, there's someone on your team, most likely, that got popped for steroids, served a suspension, and now he's back. Or there's other there's other situations that are much worse. Domestic abuse. You're back on your like, you pay the you pay the toll, man, and he did. All right, so the Red Sox will move on to face either the White Sox or Houston. Uh, in the meantime, Tampa Bay, after its most successful regular season, 100 wins, they end up bidding adieu to the postseason. Do you think they have to change anything moving forward, whether it's the way they handle their pitching or just some of their young players overall? What would you say? No. The Rays are doing an excellent job. I mean, they were in the World Series last year, had a 100-win team this year, you know, got stung by the Red Sox. This series could have been there so easily. If KK's ball doesn't hit off of Renfro, they're up 2-1. Yesterday's game is completely different. And they almost won yesterday's game. They came back from a 5-0 deficit. I think they're doing everything right. Okay, guess what? They should have had Tyler Glass now. I know that a lot of people are saying, look, they need starters. It's a better, better to go the traditional route. They need guys to go long in games. Well, they're going to have that next year. McClanahan, Boz, Glass now, Price, and Patino. Like, these guys are stacked. Mm-hmm. They're doing everything the right way. Not everyone can win the World Series every year. And, like, that's such a weird standard that we put on teams. Like, oh, they didn't win the World Series, so this year is a failure. It's like, no, dude, that's not the case. They won 100 games, they won the division, and they got in the playoffs. That's what these teams are trying to do. They're trying to get in the dance, and then we'll see what happens. And the Rays are going to be here for the next, I don't know. The way they're set up, five years? Yep. Easily. Yep. Easily. 
And, you know, Eric Neander, their outstanding GM, just got extended. So he isn't going anywhere for the foreseeable future. You mentioned Glass now. Unfortunately, he's going to miss all of 2022. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he's thrown his last pitch as a Tampa Bay Ray. We'll see what happens with him contractually in the offseason. I would like to see them get a stronger veteran presence. I, I mean, I think they really missed Charlie Morton this year. I know they brought in Rich Hill, but then they turned him around and traded him. I think they need somebody uh, of the ability in between. I, Hill's been really good. Don't get me wrong. But he's basically a five-and-fly guy these days. So I want somebody closer to the Charlie Morton in terms of productivity. I really think that that could help as far as their pitching goes. Other than that, they're on the right track. I mean, who knows if Kiermaier's going to get traded in the offseason. He's going to make more than $12 million. Brandon Lau was a disaster in the postseason. He's going to make $4 million. Other than that, they've got a lot of arbitration-eligible guys and veterans on one-year deals. So they're, like, they're stacked perfectly. They're, they're stacked. And, and for all you – go ahead. I, I, you made me sad thinking about Glass now next year. I, I totally blanked on that one. Yeah. Really sad. Sorry. Right. next year. Yeah. Um, and for – I saw a few people in the chat who were like, they got to get rid of Kevin Cash. Really? Because he pitched to Kike? I have to imagine, once again, that was all numbers-driven for them, uh, even though he had been red hot. PK, you're going to pitch at Devers? Yeah, with the bases loaded. And then Bogarts? Right. Poison, bro, like that. Come on. Yeah. People overthink. People play that, you know, Monday morning quarterback way too much. Yeah. Real easy, Nick, for now. Well, you shouldn't have pitched to him. Well, Jesus, yeah, he had a sack fly. Congratulations. So you'll walk him, and then Devers gets you. Well, then what? You should have pitched to QK. Enough. Yes. I mean, good job. There's no way I'm, I'd rather pitch to Kike Hernandez than Devers. Every yeah. situation, pretty much. Somebody just said I would have rather had the chance of the double play. You had a chance to double play. It was you first did. and third. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Um, congratulations to the Red Sox. We'll be talking more about them as we get ready for the ALCS. Giants could end the season of the champions tonight in Los Angeles. Are you surprised that San Francisco has slowed down the Dodger bats, shutting them out twice in the three games so far? I wouldn't say I'm surprised. I mean, their pitching staff has been incredible all year. It's all we've ever talked about. Mm -hmm. and they're, they're second to only the Dodgers in most of the major categories in pitching. So, no, I'm not surprised, that surprised, especially because the Dodgers' offense wasn't exactly scorching hot coming into the playoffs. But when you do look at the Dodgers' lineup, you're like, holy shit, that team should not be getting blanked. There's something going on there. Um, hopefully their bats wake up today because I really, really want this series to go five. I think these two teams are so fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I'm not shocked. Uh, last night was a weird game. The wind was blowing in as we saw at the end of that game. So nothing was, was going to carry uh, except for Longo's shot, which he really must have hit the hell out of that base. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, good for Alex Wood, who left L.A. and wanted a chance to start. And he pitched five shutty, did a great job. The bullpen was magnificent. The defense has been outstanding. Brandon Crawford – I know he's 34 years old, and usually you start slowing down a lot of shortstop. There aren't a lot of, like, 35-year-old-plus shortstops, but he's going to be there for the foreseeable future. That play he made on Mookie, I thought, changed the entire complexion of the game. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, it, it was a good play. But, I, you know, Longo even said it after the – I don't want to take away from it. I feel like I'm being such a hater right now. Go ahead. You can. It was, hey. it, was, it was a very catchable ball. Mookie just hit 
hit it at the wrong angle or whatever, you know. Like, But you're right. Their defense has been incredible. I thought the defense all throughout the playoffs has been pretty much mm-hmm. And it kind of it kind of goes to show you, like, you still need to do that. And with the Giants, you know, when teams are zigging, you got to zag. And that's kind of what they did with, like, some of the veterans they brought in and the trust they put in their veterans. Everyone's going young. Everyone's going young. And the Giants are like, you know what, we can find some real value in some of these older guys. If we t- tweak here and there and just kind of let them go play, we'll figure out the rest days for them so they're feeling good. And they're in a position now to – Beat the Dodgers. Yes, they are. Uh, so the Dodgers got shot out five times during the regular season. Uh, it's not a huge number, but it's also not nothing. You know, they, they struggled at times with their offense, particularly down the stretch. The thing about Posey, he has caught 14 shutouts in the playoffs. Far and away the most. Now, I know that there's so many more playoff games these days than they had, obviously, in the – 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, right? Not until we got to divisional play did we even have a, a an LCS series to talk about. But he's got six more than the next closest guy in Yadier Molina. So Buster Posey's doing something. And remember, he hasn't even been in the postseason in, what, five years or whatever it's been. So good for him. And kudos to you who introduced the world to Camilo Doval in your sequence episode. You know, that's that's all my boy J.P. Martinez, the assistant pitching coach there. I, I started to take notice of, like, who is this guy throwing 100? And mm-hmm. he started telling me, he's like, this is going to be our guy. He's so calm, cool, and collected about all these situations. And he kind of told me, he's like, look, he's got this stuff, but he couldn't find a strike zone. Had to figure out his breaking ball a little bit. And he went down, and to his credit, instead of going down to the minor leagues and just kind of doing his normal things, like, he went and worked down there and – here he is now a six out like not even a question about it. i know lux hit that ball well at the end there which is mm-hmm. well to kind of talk about but like six quick outs that's, yeah that's what you want as a defender in that situation you're like come on man just do your job don't put a bunch of guys on base don't do the will smith thing we don't need any of that let's go quick and he did it yeah he did it and you talk about the ball that gavin lux hit our buddy jeff passon from espn he actually tweeted out something really interesting. Should I do it in his Elmo voice, by the way? Mm. You know how he does his Elmo voice? Please don't. Please don't. No. Okay. Uh, he hit the final pitch of the game, 106.9 miles per hour with 22-degree launch angle. Batters this season on balls hit with those stats. Hit 887 with 38 home runs. The Dodgers had four such hits this year. All were homers. That's why Lux gave us that look like. Yeah. at the end of the game. My buddy went to the game last night, and he texted our group text, and he said, the wind is crazy. He goes, I've never seen the wind like this at Dodger Stadium. He told me, right. blowing out to right. I, I was going to tweet about it, but I was like, I'm sure somebody's already mentioned the elements. Um, but it obviously played a huge factor. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on quickly. Are we going back to San Francisco or not? Who's starting for the Dodgers? Well, as of right now, as of the time we're doing this show, we know that Dace Clefani's going for the Giants. What we don't know, we heard everything's in play, and it sounded like Albert Pujols might have leaked that it's going to be Walker Bueller on short rest. I think we go to San Francisco. I've called, we, I think we both said the same thing. This one's going to go five. I think it does go back to San Francisco, and that's going to be a hell of a game. It's probably going to be yeah. cold there. Oh, my gosh. October yeah. Uh, very quickly, what we do know with Dace Clefani is that he faced the Dodgers six times this year. He went 0-3. In the other three games, the Giants ended up winning it. They had one, hit one game, which was kind of an outlier to his entire season, where the Dodgers clubbed him for like 10 runs. 
Other than that, he had some decent performances. Others where he was a bit rocky. He got lit up occasionally. So it's going to be very interesting. And by the way, do you think Duvall Duvall is uh, available tonight or no? I doubt it. Boy, he didn't throw that many pitches, though. I don't think he did either. How many pitches did he throw? No, not many. I mean, I I should have looked ahead of time, but he only threw fifteen pitches, Chris. If I'm not mistaken, two innings. Two innings. I think he's probably available tonight. I'm going to look it up right now. You can ask your questions while I look this up. Well, I'm going to actually tell you a little bit about dugout mugs. Right? They love giving away free stuff. Free. I'm going to repeat it. Free stuff. Who doesn't love free stuff? So uh, they're giving away great products all off season long or all playoff season long. All you have to do is take one of these things, you know, your dugout mugs, do this, snap a photo, snap a video, put it on social media, and tag dugout mugs. You'll be entered for a chance to win. Now, you might say, well, I don't have anything from dugout mugs. That's okay. They're giving away a great discount to get something like the knob shot. We always talk about the knob shot. One of these bad boys, it's great. Go to dugoutmugs.com slash today. Use the code word today. All you have to pay is the $8.95 shipping and handling. They have great products. They've got the regular things, which you can get engraved. Remember, these are baseball bats. They're awesome. You got the wine. You got the bottle opener. Mm. You got the knob shot. You got everything you need. So they're going to be riding with us all playoff season long dugoutmugs.com slash today to get your free knob shot go out and do it let's right. find out i love that i got his pit oh my god okay so he pitched game one he threw nine pitches didn't pitch game two pitches game three two innings 22 pitches he's available tonight yep definitely definitely all right let's move on to the other national league series where the braves have a chance to close out the brewers does atlanta get it done today Oh, man. It's another tough one. I think they do. Um, but, I mean, the Brewers aren't going to go down without a fight. It's going to be good baseball. I kind of hope this one goes 5 2 because I think uh-huh. the teams are just kind of evenly matched and both teams have been playing pretty good. So, if you're asking me to really make a decision here, I think the Braves, I think they do get it done. I think they do. I think the momentum's there. They're playing. They're fired up. Like, everything's kind of going their way. So, yeah, I'm going to say yes. They punched their ticket tonight. All right, so people are saying in the chat, because as I checked about five minutes before this, Morton against Lauer is what it sounds like. Interesting that they're not going back to Corbin Burns with their season on the line. Is he available? I I don't know. Short rest. Charlie Morton's available. He's 37. I'm curious. I mean, I, I, yeah, that just came out, didn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. if they give some reason as to why. Um, I don't know, man. It seems to me like you want to get to five, right? Uh, yes. You, you want to you do everything to get to five. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. The Brewers aren't going to get to five if they don't get a clutch hit. Their, their inability to hit with runners in scoring position, both teams, is maddening, to be honest with you. Uh, yesterday, the Braves get the huge homer, the pinch hit homer from Jock, and that's been it. That was it. Okay. I asked the question yesterday, do you think one of these two offenses breaks out? And we were like, uh, no. Yeah, no, these are going to be close games from start to finish. I think we've said that. And, you know, yeah, Jock provided the difference yesterday. Uh, so, yeah, it, it is going to come down to, Chris, who gets the hit with Ron's scoring position. Uh, the Brewers – the Brewers have scored 
in one inning. They've scored in one inning. They've gone 19 consecutive innings since the Rowdy Telez home run. I mean, come on. Do something. I, yesterday was extremely frustrating for them because they had the uh, situation where they had, what, runners on? Was it second and third? Nobody out. And Kane hit that smash that couldn't get by Dansby Swanson. You yep. can see how frustrated Kane was. It was like he ran into the middle of the diamond. He was like, God damn it. And they couldn't get any runs home, and that was it. There were some big plays there, that double play that uh, Dansby turned with Yelly up there. God, the middle of the field is just a dead zone now. You have to look like that's the new age hitting is going to say keep the ball out of the big part of the field. That used to be like that's what you tried to do. Hit the ball in the big part of the field. Now it's like, no, if you hit the ball in the middle, there's a shortstop right there. Right. Best outfielder is right there. Like, fuck that. Let's go down the lines now. That's what I'm going to cheat. When I'm a hitting coach in the big leagues in five years, pull it, baby, down the line. Yeah. And by the way, the, the lack of Brewers hitting forced Craig Council onto his most controversial game three decision, which was pulling Freddie Peralta, who was throwing a gem at that point. But after four innings, if you've got a shot to, to do something, this is before the Braves got on the board. He had runners on, couldn't get it done. And that was that. It was it. I know. This is where, like, the strategy is fun to talk about the next day in NL baseball. But at the same time, it's like, I kind of want to see Peralta continue to pitch there, have a hitter hit in the situation. It's no, they ha he had to get something. No, I I know. I'm just saying, like NL baseball forces these decisions. And yes. So now I, they're fun, but now it's like we're talking about the managers instead of like what actually happened on the field with the players. Like you would have Peralta continue to pitch if this was a you know next year when the DH is everywhere. We won't have to talk about this anymore, and then. We're going to be talking about how much managers mean, which is going to be. I think it's part. I think it's a fun part of the game. I mean, they're they're a huge part of the game. I I, I do too. But do you want the DH for everybody, or do you want the NL to stay? All I can tell you is is that it made it a fascinating part of yesterday's game. Yeah. And without yeah. it, then we're just like, eh, whatever. It's it just adds another layer to me. It makes it interesting. All right, let's continue on. Uh, Sox Astros rained out yesterday as your AMS seal of approval guy, Chris Rose, told you was going to happen. Uh, that allowed Dusty Baker to make a pitching change. He is now going with game one winner, Lance McCullers Jr. Do you expect him to dominate like he did in game one? First, I want to give you credit. You called the, the rain out very early. You are a weather nerd. I've got to tip my cap to you. Uh, does he dominate? It's tough to dominate twice in a row. You've seen the same lineup again. Uh, but I have, I'm on record saying that Lance McCullough Jr. is like top three big game pitchers right now for me. I think it's like Urias and him and, I don't know, somebody else I can think of. But I'm going to say he gives a really good outing today. I don't know about dominating. Maybe, maybe – let me give you a line real quick. Yes. Say he goes 5-2. You, you're only giving him five innings. Huh? He's not going on short rest. He's, I was going to say on... six with two runs. <laughs> yeah. Six with two. Six. Yeah, I actually think the White Sox take it to him today. Okay. Whoa. You okay? What, what are you doing there? What happened? What? <laughs> well, seriously? <laughs> it's, it's CBD. <laughs> I don't care what the hell it is. I, I thought you had a, a number two pencil. I thought you were like the former Minnesota Vikings uh, coach Mike Tice, who used to have a number two pencil in his ear the entire game. 
I didn't know what that was. Thanks for clearing it up, man. I feel better. And by the way, that should help clean up the comments. Yeah, now they know. <laughs> uh, I think that I don't think McCullers makes it out of the fifth today. That's interesting. Why? Just because the second time you seen him? I think the White Sox are an entirely different team at home. Entirely. Yeah. You know? you know, he looks like he should be pitching for the White Sox. He would fit in in the south side very, very well. Yeah, you know what, though? Based on Kopech and Kimbrel, he would have his hair in a man bun. He yeah. wouldn't let it just lay out the way it does. You know, I'm all for it. I like letting it eat, but my guess is, like, their team man bun. I guarantee that Lance McCullers Jr. has had his hair in a man bun before already. Like, I feel like he's that fits his personality. Yeah, yeah. Somebody just hopped in the chat and said, somebody please tell me that Hal Steinbrenner report is not true about Boone staying. Don't know. We don't get reports. Go read Joe Torrey's quote about Aaron Boone. I actually screenshot, I was going to send it to Jimmy and Jake. Basically, the main line that I took off was, you're only as good as your players allow you to be. Yeah. It's not a Boone go. problem. All these problems they keep talking about, like you don't have a shortstop. Like, that's a big problem for a team if you don't have a shortstop. You don't really have a center fielder. You need more yeah. pitching. Like, this is not something a manager can, you know, change the lineup and fix all of a sudden. They have a lot of problems. So, look, that's – that's Yankees, you don't get to talk right now. You're on vacation. <laughs> Last thing before we go, Jock Peterson, the hero of Monday's game with a pinch hit three-run homer. Are you more infatuated with his hair these days, that blonde mohawk that he's got working, or the fact he's wearing pearls? Here's This is where I come in, and I'm not a boomer in this sense, Chris. I know that pearls are very much in right now. In fact, one of my good buddies owns a company that's been putting these pearl necklaces together for about two years now, and everyone's wearing them. Justin Bieber, uh, all these pop stars are wearing them, so they're very much in. Now, here's what's curious. I think these are from something, someone special, because there was a post-game post interview with Jock, and they asked him about the pearls. He's like, no, I don't really want to talk about it. So is, uh, is it from, I don't know where it's from. I know he's married, so like maybe something with his wife. Not really sure. They don't look like the uh, fashion pearls that I'm talking about, but they are in. Pearls are in. Do, do you, you Maybe you should get a necklace. Maybe. Bring the 80s. Yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. I'm not much of a jewelry guy. I got my wedding ring. Uh, I don't even have a watch right now that, that I wear, um, although that's going to change on Friday. Michelle bought me a watch, so I'm going to get one. And, um, yeah, you know what Jock did say? I just I liked him. I thought they looked cool. And that was it. He seems like, first of all, he's hilarious, right? Every interview, he seems like he is in a different world. Like he's just like, what up, dude? Yo, brah. People in chat are saying he just saw some pearls and liked them and called his jeweler up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set him up with my guy. Because those, those pearls aren't that cool. The ones my buddy does are really cool looking. So, actually, I got Olivia some pearls. She, she wears them all the time. Oh, pricey? They're hot right now. They weren't right. Chris. They were was, it for, was it for a special occasion or, or just because I love you, Olivia? Just because. That, see, that's going to make – that's going to keep you guys happy. You went out with Olivia, okay? Tell me I, I got to keep that girl happy. 
Yeah, I guess so. I mean, if you're into if you're into uh, really, really, really nice people who are also smoking hot, I guess. Yeah. I, I guess whatever, yeah. whatever. Hey, those, what do you have coming up on John Boy? Jock is the man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, John Boy Media. Let's see. Today is a sequence episode. Is it Tuesday? It is. Yeah. Sequence episode coming out today. I'm actually doing one on Nick Pavetta. So I did one on Camilo Duvall. Now Nick Pavetta's kind of come become a Red Sox hero of the postseason. I did one uh, on his at bat against Mike Zunino. He was just going wild. His celebrations were awesome. So I wanted to showcase him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of the changes he's been making. So that's coming out. And then I'm hopping right on with the boys right now, doing Talking Baseball. We'll review the games, talk a little bit about the games tonight. Uh, I'm curious to hear uh, what they got to say about the Red Sox. You know they're – I mean, they don't like the Red Sox or the or Tampa, so they were damned either way. Right. No, I get it. Um, yeah. Just booked uh, my NLCS preview show with uh, one of the more entertaining players in baseball. Outside of the Rose rotation, he's going to help us get you all set for what will be the NLCS. I'm going to take that later in the week. And uh, waiting for the ALCS to be all locked in so that we can tape the ALCS preview. So just getting closer on that stuff. I know you'll really enjoy it. Uh, really, really good stuff with active players that, that went against these guys this year. So it should be good. Love it. And my prediction, preseason predict, prediction is still looking good. Break. What'd you have? Houston and what? Braves over the Astros in six. Yeah. Yeah, you're feeling good still. Uh, my Mine might end today. Uh, I had the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't know why I did that. That's not, they, not over. Yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Listen, everybody have a wonderful day out there. We appreciate you guys tuning in to baseball today, every day, presented by Dugout Mugs. Don't forget to go to dugoutmugs.com slash today. Go get yourself a free knob shot. All you have to pay is the $8.95 shipping and handling. That is it. We will see you again on Wednesday on Hump Day. We'll see you then. (laughs)